What up, what up, what up Welcome to the Words of Wade podcast Episode 115 uh, I of course am your host Wade Blogs A.K.A. Mr. Quid Pro Quo A.K.A. The Wait for it Wade Blogs uh, Ari is not here today So of course we know If y'all long time listeners of the show uh, y'all know what goes on with Ari, so you know. Hopefully, she'll be back next week. Uh, but joining us live on location. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I'm gonna start throwing it to you like the newsman on location. Um, <laughs> G is here, ladies and gentlemen. Shit. Shout out to everybody who's been going to the YouTube page. All the comments and feedback we're getting about um, last week's episode that um, we had the video for. Really appreciate all the positive feedback we're getting. Uh, shout out to y'all. Make sure y'all subscribe to our YouTube page, um, Words with Wade. And we'll keep doing more videos and hopefully we have some more surprises for y'all. Uh, yeah, got a lot of positive feedback. I was surprised, actually. I was really surprised, pleasantly surprised. So appreciate y'all for that. Uh, but without further ado, this is a late night here. So let's go ahead and get into what we like to call the rundown. The rundown. The rundown. No. One day we're gonna get that drop. I don't know when. I mean, it's been three years, so I don't know, <laughs> but we'll get it. How about this, Uncut Nation? If you out there and you nice with the drops, send us a drop of the rundown. Do that for us. Do that. Words away to gmail.com Oh, oh, bet, bet. We got a words away rundown challenge. That's what's up. Yeah, that's what we need. Send us a rundown drop. I'm with that. Words away to gmail.com <laughs> Whoever it is will shout you out. So we got a rundown challenge. Yeah. We get we get, we get that. We got our own challenge. That's what's up. The words of way rundown challenge. Um, <laughs> maybe hashtag rundown challenge. Hmm. We'll see. We'll see. I'll yep. figure it out. That sounds good though. It's simple. Yeah. But let's www rundown challenge. Yeah, we gotta tag our thing in it. That's long. That's super long. We'll figure it out. Yeah. I'll figure something. It is. Yeah, but let's get into it. Uh, earlier this week, Forbes released their annual cash cleans list. Um, go over the top five really quick. Uh, not surprising, everyone knows who number one is. Hell, we spent the whole last show talking about number one. Of course, it's Jay Z with a Billy. Billionaire hole race to make it. Then we got the next quote unquote billionaire, um, Dre. With uh, Dr. Dre with 800 million. Shit. Uh, then, of course, Puff with 740 million. If you ever notice, what, since they've been doing the cash games for as long as I can remember, it's always been those three at the top interchangeable. Yep. You know, one year it'd be Puff, then it's Jay, then Dre, then one year it's Dre, then Jay, and Puff. It's always those three at the top interchangeable. Yep. That's why number four was so fucking surprising. Yeah, number four took me off. I was like, what the fuck? But hey, number four was Kanye with $240 million, Which surprised me, but I'm assuming that's all for other people's projects because Kanye really hasn't done anything. I mean, he dropped the Ye album, which was trash. Um, And his shoes, I forgot. Everybody rocked the shoes. So yeah, depending on his deal with the Adidas and all that. And then we have, yeah, yeah that's, that, that's uh, uh, 
I think some of Kim's money spilled over in that. Oh, I, I agree. And that's what surprised me. Remember, we were talking about this last week, kind of tangent. That's what surprised me about Jay's billion, is that that's all Jay. There was like none, Beyonce has her own, what five hundred million or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's, so I, I figured together they're a Billy, but no, they're saying like Jay is a Billy by himself. That is, doesn't surprise me though. Which is crazy to me. Um, and then coming in at rounding up the, the bottom here. <laughs> <laughs> um, Drake with a hundred and fifty million, which is not bad. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll take that. I would too. Let me just. I say. fucking would too. I don't give a damn about the size of the the pool. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine with being a little shark in that pool. I'm set for life. Fuck yeah. For life. So let's see who else we have rounding out this top. This um, let's just do the top ten really quick. Let's Drake five, four, yay. Um, I'm actually at the web. I'm at Forbes.com right now. And they only cover the top five. That's really hard. Plug, plug, plug. I know, right? Cut the check, nigga. Pay me, Forbes. Yeah, they only cover the top to five. Trying to mention myself on the list in a couple of years. You know what I mean? Put me there. Um, okay, here we go. I'm at. I'm not gonna say the name of this site because it's not Forbes. But let's go to the top. This can't be right. Well, maybe this. Um, they're saying after five was. Russell Simmons. You can't really. Put I mean, Russell that doesn't. Su- that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, you can't really put I'm Russell in. I'm pretty sure this got cut. Um, after Def Jam, after Kamora. Yeah, that's that's exactly what they're saying too. They're saying um, Def Jam, Fat Farm, Agriculture, some other companies he have, Rush Communications. Yeah, who the who the who the fuck still wears Fat Farm? Mm. When the last time you heard about the Rush card? Exactly. Like, he had business endeavors, but they they just haven't continued. That's, yeah, that's interesting. I'm surprised he's there. Then they have Eminem, which I'm assuming that's off back catalog and touring and such. Because M hasn't done shit. Like, his album was trash. Like... Yeah, but you also got to keep in mind, M get money off of artists, too. But then, like, what artists are still on Shady? I mean, you got Griselda, and I don't know if they're Shady I mean, or Aftermath. That's that's the thing. Depending on the contracts and how they structure if any of their music gets spent, he still get a cut. Yeah, that's... that's like he's an artist, but he's a label too. Everybody just keep looking at him as oh he's 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 a white boy to rap. Yeah. Nah, that nigga's a label too. Yeah, yeah. I just it's just you don't think of anybody on Shady. You know what I mean? Like I said, you got Griselda, who's who's dope. Don't get me wrong. The whole Griselda records, Benny the Butcher, and all of them. It's just they're not top selling artists. And even if M was getting a cut of that, I wouldn't think it put him on the Billy list. 
Hey, look, overseas, man. All yeah. this get money. Yeah, you right. You are right about that. Overseas get, get paid. I'm about to say they get money that we don't even be thinking. That that that's that's what's so funny is in the states we so short sighted that if we don't hear the song on the radio, it ain't it, you know it's not playing in the club. We think the song not a hit, or or it's not getting. They, the artist not getting fed off that drink. Nah, player. <laughs> yeah. Nah. They eat off touring. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And a lot of times why you don't hear artists on the radio like talking about, or you don't see them touring in the States like talking about after they drop some major, is because they overseas getting money. Yeah, that's a fact. I can't, I can't even, that's an absolute fact. Even just touring money, people get people yep. tour for you ever and get paid off of it. Like it's rappers now. Like I think Redman is on tour right now. We'll talk about touring later, but like Red hasn't had a a quote unquote successful album in years and eating off that tour money. Yeah. And all these new festivals and everything popping up. Yeah, you can eat off that. Mhm. That's what artists. Typically, get most of their money is off of is off of touring. I would say second is like endorsements, sponsorships, and shit. Yeah, because most I remember I had this conversation years and years ago, and there was like um, with an artist with a known artist, and it was like they don't even cash their royalty checks; they just put them in the bank. They really eat off of touring, like they live off their touring money. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's really how a lot of and I'm assuming that's a lot of a lot of people do, a lot of major artists do. Like touring money is is their day to day money, and just what they get off the royalty checks just goes in the bank and they stack. I would assume. Yeah. Oh, well, just just come in with the info. What's up, Just? Oh yeah. Hold on, can can the uncarnation hear you? Or are you just talking to me? Cause they. <laughs> Cause <laughs> okay, well, what just just told me? Super producer engineer just here just told me that um, Eminem is the highest selling artist of all time. Eh. I don't care. <laughs> we don't like yo. Nah, I don't like. I'm not gonna say that because Eminem stands get out my mentions. I see it now. Um, <laughs> get out my mentions. I see it now. Uh, you know, y'all know where I'm from. Y'all know what school I went to. We don't gotta go into that, right? MIT, Outlaw University, all the good stuff. But yeah, um, just going off of the the Forbes list here. Yeah, just going off the Forbes list here. Uh, it's, it surprised me that Kanye was as he was and Drake honestly was as low as he was because I thought Drake had done more this year. So I thought he would be higher. I'm sorry, you said who? I thought Drake would be higher than, than five. Well, not even five, but with the number. Like 150 million sounds like a lot to me and you, but when you compare it to the top three, he, he's way off. Yeah. 
And I thought he would be more. I, I honestly thought it was a big year for him. I thought he would have had more than 150 mil. And I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm not sneezing at 150 mil. Overstand me. I'm just simply saying in comparison. Because I'll take 150 mil any day. Any day. I don't know. Maybe he's maybe he splurged on the baby. Yeah, maybe it was the um the jet. No, he got it for free, right? Didn't we talk about that? I don't remember. Oh, you talking about the um the plane? Um, I yeah. can't remember if he had to put in for it, but I know he was. It was kind of like a joint deal because he was he is like helping promote the company. Yeah. So that's the top. That's Forbes top five. Y'all can definitely check it out. You know, it comes out every year, and every year we we go over it. And like I said, every year it's always those top three. I'll be interested to see what happens when one year someone breaks that that trio up. And I don't know who it would be. Like, I, I would assume it would be Drake. But if you look it's at, it's gonna be Lil Nas X. <laughs> that'd be hilarious. <laughs> it's gonna be Lil Nas X. Shout out! To, shout out to the young boy. 11 weeks at number one on the billboards. Yeah, man. Hey, man. He, he's doing the right thing. <laughs> Listen, I, I was watching, we on a tangent. I was watching a video or, or reading something. I don't remember where I got the information from, and I don't want to lie to y'all. Uh, they were saying that he had an interview where he sat down and studied the charts. Like, he studied the game, like, literally pen and paper, writing down trends and things. And that's how he hit his mark. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't, he wasn't like a fluke. This was a whole plan. Like, some people might say he's a plant, an industry plant. But he, this is all deliberate. We'll see. His, his project dropping this month, so. But I'm, I haven't heard anything else from him. I would like to hear a second single from him. I mean, until the album drops, I don't think you're going to hear anything else from him. Yeah, I mean, that'd be smart. But I just think in, in the the way music is consumed today, um, it, it'll benefit him to drop a second single because people really don't care about albums. You can buy singles now. Yeah, true. You know what I mean? I mean, old. I think the curi- I think the curiosity of whether he's a one-hit wonder or not is what's gonna make people buy the album, and I think that's the the approach that they're using. Is like I. You got Old Town Road out right now. That's at the top of the charts. Mm-hmm. If you throw another single out that don't hit right before your album drop, your album sales is going to be in the toilet. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because you can't so really... If you, if, you keep, if you keep the next joint tucked, and everybody just buys off the strength of the single that you got out now. Your album sales, streams, all of that have a better chance. And then just let the public decide what they want as the next song. Basically, like the ones people saying, oh, I like this song, I like this song, I like this song. And he just listening to his core fan base and he released what they want to release. Boom, he got them locked in. I'm curious to see the direction he goes because is his album going to be all country? I don't know. 
That's this is that's why crazy part is go ahead. So I'm gonna make this comparison because a lot of people forget that um this artist also did a country track that, you know, wasn't as well received as this, but it it still was well received. Nelly. Yeah. See, Nelly was ahead of his time. That track was all exactly. right. Exactly. So when Nelly really, uh, the first single, the country grammar single, a lot of people was like, like that song blew. Everybody liked that song. And they was like, well, what direction is he going? And when you got the album, oh shit, the motherfucker sold drugs. <laughs> <laughs> It was like, okay, this it was a little playful commercial joint <laughs> based off of kids' games and shit, and then you listen to the album, nigga smoke the weed, bitch shaking their ass, and nigga selling drugs. But the fun, the funniest shit about Nelly, and and I was talking, and I won't talking, but I, it was a um a Instagram conversation with um Rob Martin, name dropping, and it was just so funny that most of Nelly's shit was that. It's just you had to pay attention to what he was saying because he sung yeah, it in such a way that you just was like, oh yeah, this this sound good. But if you listen to the shit he's saying, he's like, boom boom down the street with a with a, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he's trying to kill you. Yeah, the nigga was shooting motherfuckers. Yeah, like even when that song, <laughs> even when the country grandma song. Yeah, that, literally. <laughs> like the 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 hook is I'm going down down baby your street in the Range Rover street sweeper baby. Cock ready to let it go. Cock ready to let it go. Like he, <laughs> he's singing about killing your life, ending your life, me. <laughs> like, and and little, he has to do the shimmy, shimmy, cocoa type of ad. He got look. What was that? Um, you remember um Bernie back on the Kanye joint? You got little kids singing the shit. <laughs> yeah. Like exactly. Whole oh, city God. out in the video, kids dancing and everything. Yeah, you got little kids singing the shit, killing motherfuckers. Outside jump roping and shit. <laughs> like it's cute. Like shit cute. So, <laughs> so that's what I'm I'm going bring it back here to Lil Nas X. That might be his lane. I don't think he can do the of course the country grammar super hardcore shit over the singing songy beat. But I think it's gonna be kid friendly, the best way to say it. After, Cause he's a kid. Yeah. Now, the crazy part is, and then we way off on a tangent. Way off. But, um, I think the little, I think he got a story to tell. I think the little nigga got a story to tell. I do. Because he, he did an interview, um, and I didn't see it. This is, this is word of mouth, um, as far as what the interview was and how he described it. Like, it was basically when he ain't got no job and he was sleeping on the couch. That's what the Old Town Road is. It's basically your struggles that you got to go through in life. It's like See. trying to get through those struggles and get back to a good place. See, I'm interested to see because he has a story. And that's, and that's why I go back to I want to hear another single from him because I want to, I want to hear more he has to say. Because today we're, we're more invested in the person than in the music. Like, if I like you, I'll buy your music. I don't, if I don't like you, I don't care. You can have the best hit in the world, but I don't care. Like, 
Case in point, me and Wale. Like, everybody love Wale, but I don't like him as a person, so, nah, I don't rock with him. You know what I'm saying? But, I like Tip. I love Tip. So, I buy anything Tip on. And I, I, I want to be invested in this little Nas dude, but, because he comes off in his interviews like he, he gets it. You know what I'm saying? You know how people say when they get it, when they understand everything? He comes mm-hmm. off like he gets it. But I want to hear more to make sure he gets it. You know what I mean? Cause this could be a this could be a fluke, you know. Old Town Road could be a fluke. It, everybody has a you know one hit. I want to see even if the next joint is not Old Town Road Smash. If it's a, if it's a good song, I'm with him. You know what I'm saying? I just I just need to hear that. I can I can respect that. I can respect that. Cause I I honestly, if he captured lightning in the bottle two times, oh man, then this is like oh shit, this nigga got the cheat code. Yeah. Some of my some of my but favorite artists I, like. Yeah, I'm about to say I don't see him hitting this status with another song, but if he does, shit, more power to him. But I'm with you on that. I just want to know if it's gonna be a good song. Yeah, that's my thing. Like some some of my favorite artists have never had like chart topping success. I don't care as long as I like the song. Like I think we had the conversation on a, a couple of shows ago about Az. Like, I have AZ's entire catalog, and he's never had, like, a number 10 single or whatever. Fuck no. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I don't care. Yeah, I like AZ. You know what I'm saying? So, as long as the song comes out, I want to hear it. I'm curious to see what he does. If he does, like you said, capture lightning in the bottle again, then we got to watch out for this dude, because he could be the leader of the new school. You know what I'm saying? He he could be if he drops Old Town Road and then comes back with something completely different. Cause I heard a rumor that he's dropping like a rock and roll record, and that's chart topping. Oh, that'll be crazy. Then yeah, he he could be. It could be something crazy. It could be something really really crazy. But that's what I've heard. So we'll see what happens with a, a little Nas X when his album drops. And it's called what Seven. Yeah. Yeah, that comes out. You said later this month, so we'll check that out. But um, speaking of chart topping albums here, <laughs> Segway King me. Good segue. There you go. Yeah, Segway King me. Uh, we, last week we talked about it a little bit, but let's let's really have the conversation now. Uh, DJ Khaled was uh, apparently planning to sue uh, Billboard over the whole him his album not coming in at number one. You know, his father aside, his latest release uh, came in at number two on Billboard behind um, Tyler, the creator's Eagle. And for what it's worth, ladies and gentlemen, Eagle is a great album. It is a far better album than Father Aside. However, Father Aside, <laughs> I'm, I'm just being honest, <laughs> Father Aside has more bigger records, if, if, that's, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Cali about to sue your ass for defamation yeah. of character. Cali, Cali, look, last week I cussed him out, even kill me this week. And look, hit me in the comments, I don't care. Uh, no, but Father Wasai has big, big records. Like, higher is a is a moment. You know what I'm saying? But Igor is is consistently good music. If you know what I mean, if that makes sense. No, I know exactly what you mean. It's just like the collaborations that Khaled put together 
the production, the feel you get from it, it's like watching, it's like an Avengers movie about to come out. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good analogy, yeah. And Igor is like one of the Avengers movie come out. It's like Iron Man. Yeah. Like it's 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 like all three of the Iron Man's is fucking good. But it's just like the Avengers draws more of a crowd. Of course, yeah. People don't look for the backstory, it's just like, oh, I'm just gonna go watch the movie. They don't they don't dive into what the actual story is to figure out how everything connects. And you know what? To take your analogy further, you're absolutely right. Um, Father Assad is kind of like is kind of like Endgame in a way because is everybody coming together to make one movie? You're not really invested in the individual. You're invested in the total project. You know, what I'm you don't have to. You don't never have to hear a Nipsey Hussle track to appreciate higher. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like with the Avengers, you don't have to see Iron Man to be like, okay, yeah, Iron Man's in this movie. But with with Igor, and I've said before on this, I'm not a big Tyler fan because the the album is so smooth front to back. It's one of those albums, and I'll be really honest with you. You don't really have to skip too many songs. You can play the whole album through. It's a vibe. Um, with with Father Assad, it's like I said earlier in the, in the little Nas X conversation. You can buy a single and be good. You don't have. It's not a playing the album from front to back. is not a vibe. It's just a bunch of singles thrown together. It's a bunch of big records thrown together. That's that's what Khaled does now, and I think that's hurting him because you can you can buy singles now. I like higher, so I'll buy higher. I like the Nas joint. I'll buy that. I don't gotta hear the rest of that shit. <laughs> well, I mean, it's six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. Like it's one of those situations where he gonna get money either way. Like whether you want to hear the whole album or you just like a song off that. You still gotta buy it, and he knows that everything on there, somebody's gonna buy. Whether you buy it as a as a project or you buy it individually, everything right. is getting bought. Right. So he gonna get he gonna get bread across the board either way. And and see the controversy, and I guess we got to update the story because more news has happened since him releasing. He's gonna sue Billboard. The controversy was. He partnered with some company, some energy drink company. I don't know the name of the company right now, so forgive me, Uncut Nation. And th- they had it where if you bought their drink, it counted towards his album sales. Right. It was a bundle deal. Yeah, yeah. And I guess Billboard was like, Billboard was like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> that don't count. That's not music. You can't do that. So the way Khaled was acting, to me... It seemed like, because who sues Billboard? You know what I'm saying? I think the only reason he threatened to sue them is because somebody told him it would count. Right. Like somebody... Because the whole whole bundle shit right now Mm -hmm. is like, that's the cheat code. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the cheat code for music. Like, the major person who's been doing it 
is Travis Scott. Well, hold on. Before you go to Travis, you got to remember Jay-Z did this. Jay-Z started this trend. Remember with the Black album, he had the Black phone? Yeah. And then after that, was it what, Magna Carta? Like if you bought a Sprint phone, it was on the album or some shit? Yeah, the album was on there. Um, it was another joint. Like Jay, and he went platinum before the album even was released, and he was like, right. "Jay cracked the code." And Travis, and that's that's basically what it was. Tra- Travis has been capitalizing on that shit though. Yeah, Travis like, is the latest one because this was the thing with the Nicki Minaj thing we talked about last week. Exactly. So that was. That was basically his thing. After I read a little bit deeper into it, because initially, you know, me and you both had had a conversation offline about it. It was like, yo, that nigga's playing this up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Facts. But um, after I did a little more research and read into it, I could see why he was upset about it. Is because basically they told... They... they it, it was said that his didn't count, but Tyler, the creators, did. Because he had a bundle package, too. Like, they counted his shit and didn't count Khaled's shit. So right. Khaled was like, oh, no, fuck that. But see, I think I think what messed Khaled up is his bundle was with energy drinks. It wasn't anything music-related. Like, even if you go back to Tyler... Or, or even Travis. The bundle that what? Travis had was like merchandise from his show. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like T-shirts or something from his show. You get a ticket from his show. Yeah, he had T-shirts, keychains, and something else. Yeah, so it was music related. The energy drink don't have shit to do with Khaled. You know what I'm saying? I think... I mean, unless, unless they gave him a deal... I think that's what like, I really feel as, like. As, as far as like he's the spokesperson for it or some shit like that. I really feel like somebody at Billboard told him, yeah, that counts. That's good. And that's why he went on that move. And that's why he was so upset about it. Because he was like, yo, they told me I'm good and I'm not good. Because who sues Billboard? And then to go further, to go further with it. Billboard then announced earlier, what was it, Sunday, according to Karen Civil, KarenCivil.com, shout out to Karen, that's my boo, in my head. Um, <laughs> Karen don't want none of, none of me. Uh, <laughs> uh, I just be doing this, y'all. Uh, shout out to Karen. Anyway, um, Billboard went back and adjusted it and then put him at number one. Yep. So, to me... Just reading between the lines, and I hate reading between the lines because you don't, you never know how wrong you really are. Because nobody ever say, "Yeah, you're right." Um, it looks like somebody at Billboard told Khaled they would count. Then he, they lied. Khaled found they lied. He threatened to sue them and said, "Listen, what's his name in the in accountant said this account. Now if y'all if y'all don't put me at number one, I'm gonna tell everybody." And and they they fell for it. <laughs> because it's billboard Like you don't You don't threaten billboard And then They go with what you want It's billboard You know what yeah. I'm saying It's like a major institution Like To me it's like Khaled won that And, and 
behind the scenes, not in court, but behind the scenes. Like they they basically said, okay, Callie, you're right. Yeah, because what I read is they're actually looking over the wording and all of that about the bundle packages to have a better grasp and general understanding of it Mm -hmm. so that it can't be misinterpreted. What that says to me is that they figured out y'all cracked the code. Since Khaled won a bitch, we're going to change the code so that doesn't work anymore. Exactly. So any artist that has an album come out this year better take advantage of it now because next year it's going to be some all new shit. Yeah, because they said it's, they said it's, the new portion is coming out 2020. Yeah, so it's going to be some all new shit. So you better take advantage of it. Chris, your album about to drop. You better sell everything with it. Add drops and shit, nigga. Whatever. Not uh, something. <laughs> Bath Not Bath has ad drops. You get you get counts to one one album sale. Something like because to me it's what they're saying to me is that okay okay Khaled you got us we'll give you this one but next year it's a wrap all y'all niggas stuff. <laughs> yeah. All this bundle shit it, is dead. That's what it sound like it sound like Khaled made enough noise to fuck everybody up. Exactly. And he not gonna care because Khaled don't gotta drop another album. Another one. Another. <laughs> <laughs> so he just fucked it up for everybody. I'm pretty sure they're gonna put language in the rules now to say if if they still allow the bundle packing to go, they say it has to be music related. You can't just do anything. I'm because it does it doesn't. If you're just looking at it from the outside well, looking the, in, the crazy thing is if they leave it that vague and just say it's music related, any good lawyer can argue that. Yeah, but then, like you said, then it goes back to, do you want to go through a court case for this? Right, so you back to what Calvin just did. Exactly. So they can't leave it that vague. They're going to have to give specific examples or the verbiage is really, really going to have to be airtight. It's going to have to be bulletproof. Yeah, they're gonna have to have some legal, some legalese come in and say exactly. You have to do this, this, and this to make it count. If not, it doesn't count. Right. Like there's gonna be no gray area anymore. I'm pretty sure Khaled tore that off. Like that, those days are over. So we'll see what happens next year. I'm really interested to see what the new rules are going to be. I hope they leak before the year starts so we can go over them and see who's going to be the first artist affected by it. Because you know, like I know, they always, you know, artist albums come out and they let us know ahead of time. So we can, we can kind of predict, like, oh, yeah, such and such has an album coming out in February. He's going to be the first artist really affected by this. So I really want to see what happens. But, because, um, yeah, that could, that could definitely end up in court. And I could definitely see somebody suing Billboard and suing whoever, because I know um, Rolling Stone was talking about they're going to come up with a chart system. So this is going to be very interesting to see what happens. But uh, speaking of court... I mean, go ahead. I don't, I don't even think Rolling Stone should do that. Truth. Yeah, I think that's stupid. I'm personally, and, and yeah, I'm just standing out there. I mean, Rolling Stone is not really... 
who we go to for our music say so? Uh, no, having the cover of Rolling Stone is the big thing. But and, and I don't even know like, that's a big thing anymore. Shit, it still is. For our for our culture. No, maybe I, maybe I'm just speaking for me. Okay. Because uh, artists having the cover of Rolling Stone, like to me, that's dope. Yeah, yeah, it's dope. But Especially think- when it's like an unexpected artist that just seem to be left. It's just like, oh shit, they paying attention. And that's exactly like they're paying attention to our culture. They're not of our culture, so that's why I'm looking at it like, yeah, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would expect someone from our culture to have a chart system. Like, if you said the Source Awards, for lack of a better name, no, better yet, if you said Uncut Magazine had a chart, and I would say okay, shameless plug. I would say okay, that's from our culture. They they should know what I'm talking about. They should know what they're talking about. I trust their chart system more. Than Rolling Stone, you know what I mean? I would have, I would have to agree. That's all I'm saying. Like, it just, it just feels like Rolling Stone chart system is going to be another version of Billboard. That's what it feels like to me. Yeah, it's, I feel like, I feel like it'll be skewed a little bit. I think, I think it might. I mean, it may be like one or two off, but I'm, I'm, I'm almost certain like their top ten are going to be the exact same records. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's not saying a lot because I know it's like that's saying a whole bunch of words but not saying anything because mu- good music goes everywhere. But I just think there's not enough variety in in Rolling Stones creative to make their chart impactful. You know what I'm saying? Right. We're, listen we're going to listen to a bunch of um, 40, 50, 60-year-old white men tell us what's hot in hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? Like, that just, I mean, <laughs> that just don't do it for me. I mean, I, I don't think the age range. Well, the only thing I think about that with Billboard is that the age range is different, but yeah. it's still the same principle. Exactly. And what's going to happen after time? Somebody's going to end up suing Rolling Stone. I'm going to follow it because I'm interested in the, all things that affect my the culture. But I just don't see the point of it. Like I would, I would rather see Double XL or the Source or Rap Radar, some a reputable force for the culture, do a top ten, and it it means something. Hell, BET could do it. Yeah, but that'll that'll also limit it to. I guess more people would feel like they their their lane. Or credibility lies with just hip hop or urban music. Yeah, I understand that. So, but there's, I mean, there's really no, no baseline. I mean, you could say that what the AMAs, but that, that's really, uh, that's really. I'm, I'm wondering if how many mics Old Town Road would have got. Oh yeah! Oh, they would have killed. Listen, I can tell you right now, Old Town Road. If the source was rating singles, Old Town Road wouldn't have got no. We got maybe two mics, because people hate on it now. It's it's such a it's such a fun record. Ben Zeno would have been on his high horse. He would have been pissed. Oh man, I can see that now. I can see that now. 
people. Benzino would have been hot. <laughs> Yo, Benzino would have wrote a scathing article. David Mays and Benzino was like, "This is what's killing hip hop. This bullshit." Pretty much. I can I can definitely see that. But it's a fun record. Like I think. And this is such a tangent we're having. I think hip hop has grown to the point where we have subgenres in the culture itself. I agree. And I think Lil Nas X is in his genre of hip hop. Yeah, I mean, we had the story about he thought about changing his name, but I think what happens, and it's kind of the same thing with me, um, when I came up with the name Wade Blogs, you you brand it. That's your brand. Yeah, and even when you want to change, it, you're like, well, I can't change it now because that's what I'm known as. That's yeah. So I don't think he can change it, but I would like, um, yeah, I would like him to. Ch- I would like him to change it, but I just think he can at this point. That's his brain. Yeah, this is how. I mean, beyond Billboard, how many weeks he been on it? It's two things that really let me know how big that fucking record is. One, I was at field day with my kids. And the DJ played that shit and I saw an entire elementary school just explode. Every single fucking child on the playground starts singing that shit doing the shoot, doing the flaws, all of that shit. And I looked at the DJ like, what the fuck? And he looked at me and he said, this is the sixth time that I've played it today. Mm-hmm. And it's been the same reaction every single time. So I'm like, okay, it's like that with little kids. This week, matter of fact, it was yesterday. I was in the fucking grocery store. It was a older Caucasian woman, probably in her 50s, late 40s, early 50s, checking out. And I'm walking, trying to find a lane that ain't got a whole bunch of people in it. And I hear her telling the cashier, like, yeah, it's this this country song that's out. Um, it got Billy Ray Cyrus on it. Um, and it had, and she said it just like this, and it has a rapper on it. Um, <laughs> a young kid, his name is uh, Lil Nas X. She was like, it's it's been on the Billboard charts at number one for eleven weeks. Like she knew the whole shit, and I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and the cashier was like, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think the song. I, I don't. I haven't heard that. And the lady is just like, well, you need to hear it. Matter of fact, hold on. Let me see if I can find it on my phone. Oh, wow. And I'm, bruh, I'm just like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I was like, he, he got it right now. He got it. Yeah, without question. Because the, cash, the cashier was younger than, than the lady checking out. I think for me, you know, I have little kids, so my daughter brought it to my attention. I heard it. I was like, okay, I can see where it's going. And I didn't think too much of it. I was like, okay, it's catchy. Woo-woo-woo. But I never in my wildest dreams would imagine it'd be this. Bruh, that shit is the wake-up song at the house. Oh, wow. 
my four-year-old goes on his tablet and goes to YouTube. And you know how you're getting ready in the morning, you want to hear some music, while you brushing your teeth, taking a shower, whatever, you put some music on? That's what the fuck he does. And it's Old Town Road the whole fucking day. The whole time. Mm-hmm. Until we in the car. Like, he takes the tablet to the car. And I speed away from the house to get him out of Wi-Fi range. <laughs> so the song cuts off. I promise you, I hear that shit at least five times every morning. That's crazy. So let's continue on the rundown here because we run out of time. We- you know, Speaking of Nas. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of Nas, good segue there. Um, Nas finally released, well, he didn't release, I guess. I guess this is how we promote albums in 2019. Nas had a um, a post on his official Instagram that, of course, got retweeted a thousand times. Elliot Wilson, we see you. Uh, everybody else retweeted it. Um, the Lost Tapes 2 is coming out. Uh, for Uncarnation, for those who don't know, Lost Tapes 1 was released. It's basically a collection of songs that Nas recorded and just never released. It's essentially that. Or, or he recorded like a, a full song or a verse or whatever. Um, Nas is known for for recording a bunch of material and just never releasing it. So um, we're interested in hearing Lost Tapes 2 because his pen is like that. Um, if, I don't know if you remember, G, from um, Lost Hits 1. It was the um, one of my favorite songs on that album was my, my Book of Rhymes. Where he was Book rhyming. of Rhymes wasn't on there. It wasn't on Lost Hits 1? What was it on? Uh, Book of Rhymes is on uh, Godson. Godson? Was it a different version on Lost Tapes? Um... If it was on there, it didn't stand out to me. Um, Lost Tapes was Blazer 50, um, Do-Rag, Purple. The Do-Rag, yeah, 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 um, Do-Rags. Damn, I'm missing something. I'm about to pull up the track list right now. Um, Do-Rag. Drunk by Myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, My um, Way, You Gotta Love It. Um, yeah. Everybody's crazy. Exactly. Dr- yeah, everybody's black zombies. Pop was a player. Get pop. Yeah. yeah, that. Yeah, everybody's crazy was hard. I love that. Um, my joints was um. Yeah, Do Rags was hard. Uh, yeah, Do Rags got a lot of radio spin. Yeah. No ideas original. Yeah, that was a, That's what I was trying to think of. I couldn't. That one wasn't coming to me. Shit, Blazer 50, sit back in the drop top is all Bentley. Yeah, that's of course with me. That's classic that's classic Esco. That's classic Esco <laughs> right there. That, 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 that I think I think that's what made it so crazy is because it, it was classic Esco. It was classic Nas, like it was storytelling. It was real smooth, calm demeanor. Um not a whole bunch of commercial shiny shit. Like you just had a a, 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 a image of every single song. Like you could visually play the whole storyline out, the movie, everything in in your head while you're listening to it. And that's 
always been not as a strong point with his pen. Like, he can literally make you visualize it while you're listening to it. Yeah, it's, it's one, Nas, I've said before and I'll say again publicly, Nas is my favorite living musician. Um, I think, like I say, his strong point is just the, the, the vividry of his words. Like, like that story, Blaze of 50, like when he gave the chick the crush. I know, there's no spoilers, right? I think everybody's heard Blaze of 50. Um, crush Blast. Crush He said she, she was a full, her man was a fullback for the Oakland Raiders. Like, he told the story so well where you can make, you know that um that show Irv Gotti got Tales? Where he takes yeah. songs and makes them movies or TV shows? That's perfect for that. Like, yeah. that's Literally, that's that story is perfect for that. I would yeah, love yeah. to see that. So, Lost Tapes Two. I don't know what's gonna be up there. I know there's a song. One of my favorite Nas songs is something that's unreleased. Um, it's a song he has with Az. Um, so serious, where they're doing mm. the, they're doing the back and forth like kissing styles. Oh my God! Like, All right, so. I'm going to disagree with you on that. Oh. That's so Kids cool. styles do the back and forth like Nas and AZ. I, you know what? And I give you that. And I give you that. I give you that. Because <laughs> that song made me want to maybe want a Nas and AZ album. That song. Bruh, I, 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 need, I need at least one more Nas and AZ album. I need a Nas and AZ album, yo. Like an authentic one. Like I've got like them, them I, in the studio getting getting to the shit. Yeah, I have a um a old mixtape from Mick Boogie where he mixed like Nas and AZ, and it's it's just blend. It's a blend, you know. He'll take a verse from one song, put in, you know what I'm saying? It's, and it's it's crazy. And I'm like, this just makes you want that to happen more. And the fact that they seem to still be cool. Because AZ is at an all Nas's events. They all dab each other up and they you know, take pictures or whatever. And they act like they're still cool. So I'm like, why can't this happen? Just just do it. Just give me one more song. Give me, the Flyers? Just give me one more song. I mean, the crazy. This, this is the funny part. I like the Flyers. The Flyers was so hard. But see, look, look. Shout out to Ill Silk. Ill Silk hates that fucking song. Oh, that shit goes so crazy with the song. Silk hates that fucking song. I'm about to pull that shit up. That shit goes so crazy. No, he hates it because he don't feel like it's genuine. Like they weren't in the studio at the same time. He feel like it's just, you know, a record that got done. I was like, bro, I fuck with that shit. That shit goes like, stupid. He was like, nah, that shit was watered down. He was like, I, I, I need it for real. That shit. But, Look at I mean, that was that was the last offering. This shit. Not a woo-hoo. Not a fact. Nah, AZ. Look, I'm about to put, I'm about to, I'm about to still, I'm about to get my weight on real quick. Talk to him, talk to him, G. Talk to him, G. Say the album right there, the last offering. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, I need a whole. I need. I need. Give me seven tracks. Go ahead, go to the Kanye method. Give me seven tracks, but I need. Nah, that. we we doing we doing classic hip hop. We gotta have at least twelve. I'm gonna listen this the whole way home. You know that. 
We gotta have at least twelve. Yo, Sosa's on flow the last, was so on the last offering. Yo, okay, we talked about AZ for the last two weeks, so <laughs> let me say this: Sosa's flow. Oh was shit! So I can see the album cover and everything. Hold on, look. After we look, after we done, I'm about to call Nas and Ziggy and put this shit together. Please, somebody. <laughs> I don't give a damn. Just make sure you get Nas beats, cause his beats be. <laughs> make sure you get him the beats, cause his beats is crazy. Um, but oh yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna get the beats. Definitely yeah. gonna get the beats. I'm gonna reach out to my nigga JB though. I'm gonna reach out to my nigga Sam. We gonna have we gonna have some classic material. And nigga T, we're sick. Yeah, we gonna we, yeah. <laughs> I need that so. So it's so the Lost Tapes Two is coming. And I hope they have some AZ up there. I hope there's some firm up there we haven't heard. I would love to see some firm shit. Just, just some old classic firm shit we haven't heard. I would love that shit. So there's no release date for it, but you can rest assured that I will have it the day it comes out, the day before, whenever. I need that. Nas is is, is my guy right now. Pause. So, shout out to Nas for even dropping that. And on the business side of that, I wonder how this affects his contract with Def Jam. Because remember, Nas is still a signed artist to Def Jam, if I remember correctly. And is this, does this count as his against his album deal? Because normally, this is what artists do when they try to get out their deal. They release like the best of compilations. Well, I guess that more so is going to be determined whether he's releasing it through Def Jam or through his label. And, and that's what I was saying. Maybe he's doing this to get off of Def Jam so he can release his album. Because remember, Khaled said Nas's album is done. We still haven't heard that yet. So maybe yeah, he's going to release his album. Yeah, that's going to like four years. Yeah, maybe he's going to release his album on Master Pill. Well, hey. You never know. That might actually be what the Lost Tapes 2 is. Somebody said that too. Now, you know, there's a rumor that there is a Nas and Jay, there's a Nas, Jay-Z, and Jadakiss track called um, Sinatra in the Sand, I think, that Swiss did. That Swiss played That wouldn't surprise me. Remember, Swiss played that the, um, wanna, battle. I still want to hear the fucking song that Swiss goddamn... Through it, just blaze neck. <laughs> yeah, that's the Good one I'm talking about. Battle. That's the one I'm talking about. Um, Sinatra on the sand, whatever it's called. He he played I that at the X battle. Was on that too, though. X might be uh, that if that's the song, Nas can't release that. Nas can't drop. The that. crazy thing is, they asked Swiss why he didn't release that on his album, and he, he was like, the song had so much attention to it. He didn't want the project. He didn't want that to consume the project. You know what they should do with that? They should put it on somebody's album, like how Lyrical Exercise was. Like, it's no, it's not listed. You just play the album straight through, and you let it play, and like two minutes after the last song, it just comes on. You know what I'm saying? You just hear, yeah. X, you just hear X barking. And yeah, I was about to say, they got that... Um, Jay was doing that for a couple of the projects. Exactly. Um, 
the true feet the the anything track that he had, yeah. he threw that on Eagle Project. Like yeah. how you throw a whole song on another nigga project? He did the bleach and too. It's just you. That nigga not even on the song. He did the he bleach too. Bleach, you know. <laughs> I mean, he did on bleach. He did the Dear Summer. Dear Summer was harder than Bleak whole album, and it was on Bleak album. Hey, look. Shout out to Bleak. I fuck with Bleak. Bleak's, Bleak's my guy. I love Bleak. Bleak is my guy, but let's be real. He put Dear Summer on Bleak's album, and that was better than Bleak's whole album. The crazy thing is, the Sam Lay version over Dear Summer was probably, next to mine, of course, was probably the best offering on that beat. And I cannot fucking find it. I heard it that some of the DJs was playing it in the seven, And I cannot find that shit nowhere. But family went the fuck off on that fucking track. And I'm we a, are way off on it. We <laughs> are so far off the rundown. I'm going to hit family up. I got this. Um, I'm going to hit him up see if I can get that. If he has If he still has it. Bro, that shit was classic. That shit was so fucking dope. Yeah, yeah, I would love to hear that. It's some of those. It's a couple of records like that that you only hear once or twice that are so crazy you can never find it again. Like that shit. Yeah. Yeah, we are so off on a tangent. Speaking of tracks and stuff, new new music, new tracks. That's that's a whack segue, but you gotta rock with me. Uh, hey, yeah, I was about to say that's the best you've been doing. That's, that's the best. <laughs> we're trying to, we're trying to get focused here, ladies and gentlemen. This is why we need Ari here. Ari keeps us focused. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Drake. Well, okay, let's rewind. I said Drake, so y'all know what I'm talking about. All right, y'all know I'm from Oakland, Oakland hometown, born and raised. Uh, Golden State Warriors in the NBA, the Golden State Warriors, Oakland's team, played the Toronto Raptors for the championship. Unfortunately, the Toronto Raptors won. Of course, y'all know Drake is a, a part of the 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 organization. Uh, he's at all the games. Uh, they wear OVO colored jerseys. Um, their training facility is the OVO training facility. Uh, they have the owl on their shoot, shooting jackets like he's a part of the organization. So he said once they won, he was going to drop off two new tracks. And a man of his word, he did that. He dropped off um, Omerta, Omerta, which is the Italian word for like the mafia. And the other track was Money in the Grave, I think it was. Money to the Grave, Ticket to the Grave. Money in the Grave, Money yeah. Money in the Grave. That's the one that featured Rick Ross. Um, Which it should have just been Ross. I was about to say, listening to that track made me want Ross album. I was like, okay, I want Ross album now. I want new Rick Ross. Yep. Like, um, Omerta is, to me, the, or, the better of the two Drake tracks was Omerta. Uh, it felt like that was old Drake flow, like maybe that was a freestyle, but that was his flow was was wasn't what he flows now. He had some line, he had some bars. He took a shot at Push. Um, he, what he said, niggas is hot now because he snitched on me or they told on me, which was a line at Push. I assume. Um, Shit, my line out of the joint was, "I'm about a building for every door that closed on me." Nah, my line was I, t- I tweeted this. He was like, um, "We said niggas pop out of anywhere, pop out of anywhere like an epiphany." I was like, "Mmm, like, mm. <laughs> mm. that, that's that's when you get in your bag." It's like niggas pop out of anywhere like an epiphany. 
Mm. The only thing that I did not really like on either one of them, truthfully, was the production. I, you know what's funny? It's funny you said that. I think they could switch beats. Like put the Amerta beat on Money in the Grave and the Money in the Grave beat on Amerta and it would sound better. Because mm. I, I was on my, on my YouTube studio today listening to the show. I was listening to those songs and I was like, yo, they sound like if you would have switched the beats, they'd have been a lot better. Probably. But I feel I like... I mean, but overall, truthfully, I wasn't impressed by either production on either song. I just but feel like um, Rose definitely sounded better over the production for Money and the Grave. Yeah, and of course that was going to back what you were saying earlier. That was a melody track. You can tell they weren't in the studio together. Ross sent yeah. his, Ross sent his verse and was like, "Here you go, boom." Um, but Omerta to me, it sounds like if it was a part of a freestyle or like maybe he wrote it down or maybe he totally freestyle, but because his flow is completely different there. It's like you can even yeah. hear in its flow he's searching for words. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I, I like that more. It, it had more punchlines, of course, um, but I, I think I felt that more. That was the standard. It had more song. authenticity. Exactly. Just, just a bunch of shit talking. And nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, you just want to chill. And what I don't get is how, how the reporters interviewing Drake like he was a plea played in the game. Like, the reporters were talking to Drake. So, Drake, how did it feel to win? All I know is, like, first off, Drake, you sat in the sideline. Relax. <laughs> like, they're interviewing him like he's part of the team. I mean, he got a, he got his Spike Leo he definitely, <laughs> on the sideline. 1,000%. And he was, it's worse than Spike. Like, he's carrying the trophy around. Like, he's part of the franchise. It's so crazy. <laughs> he's like the mascot. That's like, how I'm already. Like that's how it really feels. He's like the fucking mascot for the team. And and then well, to top that off, uh Dreamville released two tracks. Um yeah. they, they released what Down Bad and Got Me. Yeah. And the the thing I, I felt about the Dreamville tracks, and, and G, you you tell me if you're on the same page with me. We normally are on the same page with me with these things. Uh, a lot of people want to compare Dreamville to TDE, and I get it because they're current. They're both current. You know what I'm saying? They're they're rival teams as it was, but to me, Dreamville feels like the Dungeon Family. Feels like who? Dungeon Family. Like Dungeon Family, like like Outkast, Goody Mob. You know what I'm saying? Cool Breeze. That's how. That's what they feel like to me. And maybe it's because they're all from, they're kind of from the South, but that organic vibe they have, it does, it's not TDE. It's not Rockefellers. I wouldn't, not I wouldn't extend it to all of Dreamville because some, some of the artists don't fit that mold, but I see where you're coming from because... I've said it before, you know, in different conversations. Earth Gang is basically, in my opinion, a newer version of Outkast. And I I think that might be why I have that comparison. Because if you listen to, um, what is it, Down Bad, I was literally just listening to that when I parked the car. Um, 
the the flow is really and like I say, it may be just attributed to that they're from the South. Like a couple of them are from Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? Like North Carolina. It North Carolina's not really the South, but you know what I mean it's the South. That flow, uh-huh. it just I can't attribute it to anyone else. I can't say it's T D E. I can't say it's Rockefeller. I can't say it's you know what I'm saying, Rough Riders. The closest the closest camp it would be for me would be Dunder Family. Yeah. Now, of course, they don't have the the production credits. They don't have a Sleepy Brown. They got Ari Lennox. And her her project is great. She is dope. I like Ari. Yeah, her project is great. Um, But I don't see... And, and just to put it the head-to-head, I don't see the... I don't see them winning head-to-head against TDE. And I know I'm Team TDE, and I'm not saying that being biased. I just think TDE's roster is crazy. And maybe Dreamville will become that. But the right funny thing is, I've seen a YouTube vid where they literally compared and matched each artist up. And for the most part, their roster matches up. But I will say this. I feel like TDE's sound and their... Um, approach to certain songs is larger than Dreamville's right now. I think because they've had more commercial success. Like, I think with TDE, they're aware of who they are. And Dreamville is trying to get to that point. You know what I mean? And that's nothing... Once again, it's nothing taken away from Dreamville because I like Dreamville. and Not not because... If I have to pick, I'm picking Dreamville. That's just me. Right, right. Um, They are, right now, it's like, I bet, I look at it like this. Like, TDE got home court advantage. You know, it's like the, the court at the playground, you know, they... They there every Saturday at 10 o'clock. Everybody know y'all can't play on the court from this time to this time because we out here. Mm-hmm. It's like Cole went out there to go shoot one day and niggas was like, yo, what the fuck you doing on the court? Cole came back with the squad. Right. And they they getting used to playing together. And they finding out each other's strengths and weaknesses to figure out how they can mature their sound. Not even just so much to compete with TDE, but just to put their sound and what they're doing to the forefront. Like, I honestly believe that's more of Cole's mindset that he just he believes in his artists and he's trying to get them to a certain plateau. The competition with TDE and the comparisons is just, you know, either the sad bonus or uh, work hazard, whichever one you choose to, you know, lean towards. 
You know what, though? You make a great point because I think they are just figuring out how to play together, for lack of a better term. Um, this is their first... This is, of course, the first TDE compilation. Well, not, I'm sorry, not TDE. The first Dreamville compilation. So they're figuring out each other's strength. They're figuring out, hey, he's good at this. He's good at this. She's good this at this. This is the third one. This is the third one, but they got new members. Right, right. So yeah, this is yeah, Revenge this is of the Dreamer Re- 3. This is Revenge of the Dreamers 3. But, you know, he he has new artists since then. Which is another thing why I think he put out the songs that he did. Because everybody's everybody get a shot on this. Yeah. I think I think they're all hungry. They're looking at it like yeah. going back to the NBA Finals thing. TDE is the Golden State Warriors. They're an established champion. They're like, hey, we're TDE. You know who we are, right? Dreamville is Toronto. The Toronto Raptors. Like, yeah, we, we're not. Scared, That's what I was about to say. I was Golden State is Toronto. Yeah. Dreamville is Toronto. We're like, yeah, we 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 got something to prove. We're trying to win this. We're not scared of y'all. We 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 trying to play head up. What's up? And um, and listen, I just said it five minutes ago. I am Team TDE. Let's be clear. But I think next year, twenty twenty, if Dreamville plays this right, it, that can be their year. And I, and I feel like they got something coming. I feel like Cole is calculated, and he wouldn't do this unless there was coming out. You remember how back in the day labels would have like, you remember um, Rocktober. When like, yeah. when, like, all the Rockefeller artists released the album the month of October. Yep. I have a feeling this is that's what's coming up for Dreamville. I have a feeling they're going to do one month Bass, one month G.I.D., one month Earth Game, one month, you know what I'm saying? I have a feeling that's coming for them because this is setting up. If this Revenge of Dreamers 3 is successful, and I think it's going to be because they have a cult following, I have a feeling that's coming up next. Yeah, I'm about to say, like, keep in mind... Cole started the year off with Middle Child. Exactly. And then, then, um, shit, the, damn, what was the freestyle? Um, was it Best Album of the Year? Freestyle? I forgot what it was called. Yeah, I think it was Album of the Year. Yeah, Album of the Year, Freestyle. Those, those two joints. And then, Camp kind of goes quiet. You know, Jay had the he's dropped a couple of singles off the um DiCaprio two joint. He's dropped some videos off of that. Right. And then it was the he was ready to go at Tory neck. He yeah. wanted that shit. Yeah, he want he definitely wanted that smoke. He, he wanted that he wanted all the smoke. That nigga was a carburetor for the shit. He wanted everything. But and some of the features Earth Gang has done. And then Ari had the big hit with the um the Shea Butter joint on the Creed two soundtrack. Right. So it's literally like it's it's this year, like you said, it's pieces being moved on the board this year. Exactly. To put each individual artist in what 
whatever lane they need to be in. Right, because you, you drop something like this to set up something. It's an alley-oop. You know what I mean? You drop you drop this and hope that the people that are not exposed to Dreamville, the rest of Dreamville, will will be exposed to them through J. Cole. Because J. Cole's the mid the headliner. He's he's Kawhi Leonard. He's the star of the team. Right. So you go you go to the team, you go to the game to watch him and you're like, Oh man. Bass is nice. Oh, J I D is nice. Let me And then you parlay yeah, you parlay that into Oh, J I D album is coming in February? I gotta get that. Yeah, it's like literally, he on the court, alright, y'all coming to see me. Y'all gonna double team me because y'all think that's where we at, and I'm gonna pass the ball and watch this nigga score. Exactly. And then it's just like, oh shit, he shot the, shot that bitch from deep. Alright, we in the clutch right now, shit, we down by four. Cole, why you passing the ball? Oh shit, the nigga fucking boss hit that bitch. That. Exactly. I right, shit, boss, boss out here balling. Jed out here balling. Harvey out here balling. That's literally how that shit turns into. And and I I wouldn't think just from the music industry standpoint, NG, your CEO, you can tell me, uh, you wouldn't drop this unless you had that planned. You don't drop this and just go away. No. So. I'm 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 saying right here. You heard it first. 2020. Watch out for Dreamville. Because between Revenge of the Dreamers, somebody else got to be dropping this year. Somebody got to be dropping third, fourth quarter. Well, keep in mind, Ari dropped hers, and her project is is critically acclaimed. Then you drop Revenge of the Dreamers. Mm-hmm. You, you can, you can, if you want to count Young DiCaprio, you can, but that wasn't a, you know, a full project. That was a mixtape, whatever. So it's, yeah. it's either going to be bad. That can be, and that didn't even come out this year. Is, good point. It's, so, just getting, it's just getting more attention recently. That's so, why I said probably third, fourth quarter. I wouldn't be surprised. Matter of fact, I'm going to call it. I'm going to say it's Earth Gang. See, I would, see I'm going to disagree with you. I think it's Cole. I think Cole's coming fourth quarter. Because fourth quarter is for the big dogs. You don't put a, a, your first release out in the fourth quarter. Hey, but see, Earth Gang got a cult following too, though. Yeah. It might be. You might be, you might be right. Because as we found out last year with the show, like fourth, those fourth quarter rules we grew up on kind of are not the same. So you might be right, but I'm I'm predicting they they release this album because we don't have a release date for Revenge of the Dreamers. We don't have a release date. Let's say nope. this album comes out in September, right? Let's just say they nah, probably, nah nah nah. I'm 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 thinking before September. I'm, I'm thinking Labor Day weekend. Like they might they because they parlay these two singles for two months. They shoot a video for it. You know what I'm saying? Promoted these two singles, and they announced they put some. Say yeah, Labor Day weekend, Revenge of Dreamers three out in stores. Boom, boom, boom. Right? Yeah, but also keep in mind, earlier this year, they had a concert where they premiered new songs off of Revenge of the Dreamers. Yeah. So Middle Child is on Revenge of the Dreamers three too as well. So it's like 
I'm pretty sure the final touches is probably either getting put on the album or just got put on it, which is why they released the actual audio for the two songs. You going into you going into the summer, and you got a compilation. So when the, you, um, so it's June now. When are you saying? Yeah, I'm about to say the Got Me joint. With, I mean, you know, Ty, Ty Dollar sign. He he always got something for the summer. That's true. Ty 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 took Nate Dogg's spot. <laughs> Ty's the new Nate Dogg. Yeah, and Dreezy on the joint too. Yeah. So that's that's a little smooth joint for the summer. I agree, but see, that's already out. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I think they can parlay these two singles for two months because we're already in June. Yeah, true. Without, true. We coming up on the third week. That's what I'm saying. You released well, the album. We are in the third week of June, so yeah, you probably you might be right. Yeah, you released Already the album in September. You know what I'm saying? Labor Day weekend. You and you tour and promote that album for the rest of the year, and I say like March of next year, you start to hit the ground running, and you drop Bass album, boom. Then after that, Chad album, boom. You just start dropping albums and just take over the year. You have the roster is thick enough where you can drop an album a month or even every two months, and just yeah, really every two months yeah cause you wanna get you wanna get the other artists room to breathe especially new artists dropping their first projects so you could you could really do it now I'm not in marketing so Cole holla at me uh but um <laughs> <laughs> you could really do that and take this shit over we done put that whole campaign together <laughs> <laughs> look what Cole said a CEO man that marketing plan was me <laughs> <laughs> Cole, holler at me. I got you right now. You got the whole year. I got you. This is what we gonna do. I'm telling you, just take the whole shit. It, it's, it's, I laid it out perfectly. Why not? But, <laughs> let's continue on here. We gotta get ready to get out of here. Uh, I was about to say, nigga, we is probably like an uh, hour and 30 minutes or. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. Uh, I did want to talk about Chris Brown announced his Indigo tour uh, off his new album Indigo, the Indigo tour, um, which features Tory Lanez, Ty Dolla Sound, Jordan Lucas, and Yella Beezy. Um Tour dates are up on the site. Um, uh, Nicki Minaj was announced to be a part of the tour. Then she announced she's not part of the tour. Then I don't know what's going on with Nicki. Nikki can't find her footing. Yeah. I'ma say it. Don't nobody else wanna say it. I'm a Nikki can't find her fucking footing. I think she just remember she just changed her management. Um I th- I think you're right. I think she's trying to find her space in the quote unquote this hot girl summer. She's trying to find out where she fits. Because her her the Nicki Minaj attitude that we're used to doesn't work anymore. No. And I think she's trying to figure out what works in this climate right now. Cause she really has she she really has to reinvent herself while still keeping the bars. What she needs to do, she won't do, and I believe no me and Jess was talking about this off the mic. What Nicki needs to do, she won't do it. But she needs to get on the track 
would like Meg the Stallion or somebody to say because because remember Nick doesn't do tracks with other females, so she needs to throw that away. She needs to say, "Well, I did the track with the new chick, Meg the Stallion," so you can stop to stop saying that. You know what I'm saying? She's not going to do that, but she needs. Yeah, to. I'm about to say that'll be the crazy thing. Like that's that would be an obvious. Yeah. Um, that. Yeah. Strategic move for her to, you know, kind of gain an inside track, and it's crazy to the point that from allegedly how Nikki treats other females, talks about other females. Or just the rumors of how she treat people around her and people she come in contact with. Yeah, I she she might be on the island right now. I think you're right. I think um, um Remy first alleged to it, and I think it's coming true. Like people are seeing Nikki for the person that Remy said she was, and then he goes through that shit with Cardi, and it's, it's just like we don't like you as a person. Now, she has her fans, she has her barbs, and they're going to buy whatever she buys. But the other, the rest of us, the outside looking in, are like, okay, yeah, you can rap, but you ain't, you ain't shit. <laughs> like, you're a bad person. Look, and I think I'm that counts. Still, I'm still at the Monsterverse. Oh, yeah. She still ain't top the Monsterverse for me. I don't think she can. Like that that verse might have been her her the greatest verse of her life. Well, well, shit. Okay. Now Cardi she, still not. Now Cardi she still did, <laughs> well, I mean, you gotta look Cardi sideways too, cause you know. Press, 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 press. Cardi told me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nikki did say she's dropping a new track um this Friday called Megatron. I'm curious to see what that's about. Uh, now I'm, I say that, but I'm not gonna rush to it. Like I'll hear it when I hear it, and I'm sure we'll talk about it next week. But um, I'm, I'm, I have a feeling it's just regular Nicki Minaj shit. I agree. From the behind the scenes, like thirty second clip, she's in the the knee high boots, ass out, walking to the Lambo. Yeah, we've seen that movie before. Exactly. Like, and, and I would hope Nikki's disappeared from social media, from the public consumption for a while. I would hope that her sabbatical, her self-imposed sabbatical, would make her re, you know, what I'm saying reevaluate things and be like, you know what, I've done some things wrong. Let me go fix these things. So let me let me move in a different direction because I'm not winning the way I am. But she could be like those people that never think anything's wrong. You know those people that are always the same? Like, like... I think I, I, I'm going to go more with that. She thinks she's not doing wrong because in her eyes, in her head, she's winning. So it's everybody else's problem, not hers. No, she's not. She's really fucking that. So we'll see what happens. And, and I, like I said, I'll listen to it. And Barb's Don't Kill Me. I'll listen to it. I like Nick. You know what I mean? I just think the character of Nicki Minaj has, has run its course. She got to reinvent herself. She need to go back to the Smack DVD Nicki Minaj or something. Because this character she's playing has, has run its course. 
It's like it's like wrestling, you know. It's it's just like wrestling. Like you can come out and be be the rock and be all smiley and, and, and googly face, but at some point you got to make a heel turn and be a villain. Nikki has to do the opposite. She started out. She came out as a villain. She need to say, you know what? I'm not that person. I'm somebody else. Let me show you, I'm a good person. Um, I did want to mention uh, before we get out of here and see what's streaming. Um, Nipsey Hussle, and I talked about this last. I called this. I wanted to toot my own home because I called this. I said last week on the BET Awards, going to do something for Nip. I said that, and it was announced this week that the BET is going to honor Nip's humanitarian effort with a special award. Uh, BET Awards air this week, Friday, June twenty-first. By the time y'all hear this. Uh, so I'm really happy they're doing something for Nip. I hope they have Lauren there, and I hope they get Khaled and John Legend out there on the piano and make everybody cry and go to church because John Legend will hit the, hit the notes. He can be like, oh, 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 You know John Legend hit the notes, boys. You think you're in church, and I don't even go to church, but I'll be ready to praise and testify. So shout out to BET for that. Um, I think that's what we got here. So, G, what do you have streaming this week? Um, shit, uh, before we get into that, real quick, shout out, Missy Elliott. Oh, yeah, that's right, my fault, my fault, you're right, VA Zone, of course. Uh, Missy Elliott was, um, inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame, which she was the first, uh, woman ever, or first female rapper ever inducted the Songwriters Hall of Fame. So, shout out to Missy. And also, now that you bring it up, uh... Earlier this week was Tupac's 48th birthday. Uh, That's crazy. Yeah, I know, right? Um, 48. That shit wow. on salary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, shout out to Tupac. I didn't post anything on social media because I do it every year. But I, I did I did want to mention that because, you know, y'all know who I am. MIT, Outlaw University. You know, um, all that good stuff. I'm gonna say we're streaming little light. Um, I ain't gonna run down the whole list because we've been here for a long time. I'm gonna just do four. Uh, let's see: Polo G, Die Legend, Denzel Curry, Zoo, Slow Tie, uh, Nothing Great About Britain, and just how it came in. And he's always he always seems to be surprising, even though. He's corny to me. I end up liking his music. Tiger, legendary. Right, yeah, yeah. And I know yeah. that's like a couple weeks. They um, he dropped. I think he came in the charts like at number seven, number nine, something like that. Yeah. Um, I'm hearing good things about that Denzel Curry though, so I gotta check that out. I'm hearing that's a good album. Um, yeah. Tiger, Tiger makes big records too. So, um, yeah, he comes off super corny. But uh Yeah, he just about to say he's just corny. <laughs> yeah. But you know, he's he's fully independent, so I think that's dope. He's yeah, indep- and you can't knock him for that. Like yeah. it's just it's one of those things, it's like damn Nick Corner. It's like It's the Nick uh, Cannon thing. It's the Nick Cannon thing. <laughs> I was about to say is is Nick Cannon and later LL Cool J, like phenomenon LL. <sighs> <laughs> you know I used to like a little like that was my god. Something like a phenomenon. Something like Nah, you remember like, Headsprung LL? <laughs> exactly. Cause it's, they they were they were big records for him, but it's just like, yo, come on. This yeah. is definitely not I'm bad on mama 
Mama said knock you out. Yeah, yeah. Cause, cause on Tiger on this album is Taste, right? That song he got. Taste. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's his big record right there. Tiger keep a hit. Like he had. Remember oh, yeah. he had Rack City. Tiger keep a hit on you. Yeah, yeah, he'll he'll definitely have one on the charts for you. Yeah, and he, and like I say, he's 100% independent. So shout out to Tiger. He getting all he re, he getting all that money. That's all him. He don't got to cut it with nobody. So shout out to Tiger. I like it. That's California hustle right there. I like it. You know, I'm I'm with it. Anything else we got streaming? Nah, I'm a, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it there. Okay, I know we talked about earlier off the mic. We talked about future album drop. Um, save me. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I'm not hearing good things about this album. I ain't got nothing for future. <laughs> I will say I heard that he sampled one of Sierra's songs on one of his songs, which I think is just petty. I think it's hilarious. But I, don't I know. think alright. So ever since their breakup. It's like, it seems like his focus is more on being petty with her than moving the fuck on. You know what? I've said this to somebody before. Future's acting like, I can't believe I can't get my bitch back from this corny nigga. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he, yeah. like that's how he's acting. Like, okay, so you fucked this dude. All right, whatever. But I'm Future. This nigga's corny. And she's like, yeah, bro, I like Corny. I'm, I'm with him. <laughs> and he's acting like he's... That's how he's acting to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I completely agree with that. It's like, mm. it's like I... First, I'm going to be petty. Well, first, I'm going to wait it out. Then it's just, I'm going to show you I don't care because I'm going to just have a bunch of bitches. Mm-hmm. Various bitches. Then I'm going to be petty. Yeah, and his if album. Future, if Future drop a I Need Love joint, <laughs> I'm telling you, the album is called Save Me. He's pretty much saying it, like, <laughs> oh my god, like he's like the the running joke with Future, of course, is that he been he been crying for help for years, and we just bob our heads to it. But this album, he's he's blatantly saying, "Hey, was yo, save me." <laughs> the the title of the album is Save Me. You don't get more blatant than that. But sensational. <laughs> sensational. I have a list of the album, and I'll be really honest to y'all. I've said it before on this podcast. Um, I think my piss is too clean to really enjoy future. Uh, but I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do any of that shit. So you gotta, you kind of. Sometimes you have to live that lifestyle to to enjoy what they're saying. So yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> but that's it. I'm that's, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm good on that. I'm good. Love, enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yo, make sure you follow us on social media. That's our show. Uh, hit up, hit up on Instagram. Words away. Follow the YouTube channel. Um, it's up and running. We got things up there, special surprises and things coming. So please go to our YouTube channel. That's Words with Wade. Uh, Ari will be back next week. We have a couple more surprises for y'all. Um, just follow us on social media, man. You know what it is. Words with Wade. Uh, anything else, G? Nope. All right. So, like we always do about this time, as always. As always. Uh, you may agree with what we say. Mm-hmm. You may not agree with what we say. 
But one thing you can agree with. What's that? So we keep it uncut. Uncut. Until next time, y'all. We catch y'all on the internet.